The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Victory Monday! Welcome to Victory Monday from No Credentials Required, presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of the co-hosts. Uh, my other co-host, Dan Dan Goldstein, couldn't make it tonight, but that's okay. We're going to keep rolling with Victory Monday on a Friday. And if you're watching this or listening to this, it's probably Saturday. <laughs> but I just wanted to give you a heads up. Thank you for listening or watching Victory Monday from No Credentials Required. We are presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. If you want to interact with us on social media, check us out on these channels. Twitter, or sometimes as people call it now, X, Instagram, scarcely use TikTok. It's at NoCredsRQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsRQ, YouTube.com forward slash NoCredsRQ. And just want to remind you for watching the replay on YouTube, go ahead and smash that like button. Smash it responsibly. Now, the podcast side, you can subscribe to this particular cha- particular podcast, uh, whether it be with No Credentials Required or with Victory Monday. And coming soon, have another donut, a New Jersey Devils podcast. <laughs> will be on the No Credentials Required family of podcasts. You can subscribe, subscribe on your preferred podcast platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you podcast, subscribe to us. And also, don't forget to rate and review. Five stars is the preferred number of stars. And if you leave a review, no matter how awful or how awesome it is, I will read it to you. Uh, first, I want to give a shout-out to my buddy Cole Johnson, who made this commercial for the Mothership show, No Credentials Required. So just want to give you a heads-up on what that is. Join Ryan McCarthy. I became a Jets fan because Kurt the Frog was my favorite Muppet because he was green. And the Jets wore green. That's how I became a Jets fan. And Dustin Henry. ESPN is cashing all in on let's pay a few personalities and we'll just kind of fill in the gaps. As they walk you through all of the world of sports from their perspective. The Albany Empire, it's a literal circus. No credentials required. Where, Ryan say the tag where you don't need a press pass to talk sports every monday at 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central on youtube and where you can find all podcasts yep so that's the regular mothership program no credentials required with myself my buddy dustin henry um the time's gonna change i mean they the day will change so it's not on monday we were on mondays throughout the spring and summer but we decided to switch it up. We're going to do primarily Tuesdays for the prime for the primary show. No credentials required, and we might do some Wednesdays here and there because I got some personal stuff coming down the pike that's going to affect the recording day in the show. 
But Victory Monday will always be after a Jets game. We just couldn't do it on Tuesday because of no credentials required. Uh, and again, Dan had some other commitments. We couldn't fit our schedules right together this week. So we're just going to keep forging on ahead. Uh, I'll do it so alone this week. But Dan will be back next week after uh, things calm down on his side. So here we are. The 2023 season. You know what? You might as well get it over with. Let's have ourselves an Aaron Rodgers therapy session because we, we got to get it out. We got to get it out, folks. And there was so much. Let's start off with this. There was so much hype that surrounded him during the offseason. You had One Jets Drive All Access, which is an amazing show, an amazing show. If you watch it on YouTube, One Jets Drive, One JD Production, OJD, One JD Production, excuse me. They do a tre- tremendous job. I got to see if I can get the videographer and the producer and the director on this show. That'd be a really awesome interview, I think. And had hard knocks. They didn't want to do hard knocks initially, but they decided, all right, let's just let's just get it over with. Let's get hard knocks over with. And it actually turned out to be a really good thing for the Jets because it just it, it showed another side. I feel like it showed another side of Aaron Rodgers. He, he was endearing himself to his teammates, endearing himself to his coaches, endearing himself to the community around him. And he was, he was just so... Uh, he was out and about in New York City at the U.S. Open, at Yankee games, at New York Knicks games, Rangers games, excuse me, <laughs> New York Rangers games, uh, U.S. Open, Broadway, wherever he could put himself and make himself available and make his face known to the community that he was here for the long haul. He was there. He was at ribbon cuttings. I don't know if he did any ribbon cuttings, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, he just wanted to show that he was all in with this team. He wanted to play for this team. We heard on Pat McAfee back in March. He wanted to play for the Jets. He wanted to play for the New York Jets in 2023. So I'm going to be a New York Jet in 2023. And all of that surrounding it finally came to a head on Monday night, September 11th, 2023. Runs out onto the field. 80,000 plus fans at MetLife Stadium or as we call it, JetLife Stadium. And this is the great thing about Aaron Rodgers coming here. If you watched that Monday night game, you barely, you saw green. You saw a sea of green. You saw specks of blue and red in there for the Bills because there were some Bills fans who visited. But it was primarily Jets fans, which was awesome to see. Four plays into the season, he's done. He's done. And it seemed like the atmosphere just just at MetLife Stadium, you could see it on the TV. You could see the one guy with the flipping off the camera. I don't know if he's flipping off a camera or somebody on the sideline. He's just he's just frustrated. You see Jets fans in shock. The Jets, the, the I would say that I would pretty much say the Jets offense was also in shock. The reactions online, it was just we felt so defeated. Now, personally. I'm ashamed to say this, but it's probably a good thing I didn't see it. I didn't see the actual play. I didn't see what happened until I got home, until I saw alerts on my phone from text messages to messages on my personal Twitter account, which is at who is Ryan MCC, by the way, shameless plug, <laughs> shameless plug, to alerts on my phone from ESPN saying Aaron Rodgers cartered off the field. I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? And I watched the play, and I'm going, oh, that's not good. That's not good. And here's the weird thing. Let's, go, let's run it back to 1999. All right, let's run it back to 1999. I'm old enough to remember when this happened. New York Jets coming off of an AFC championship season 
where they let the previous year they went to the AFC Championship game. They they had they were one half away from going to their first Super Bowl since 1969, since Super Bowl three. Unfortunately, it was John Elway's year. Broncos wound up winning that game. So there's high hopes going into the next season, going into that. And ironically enough, his left Achilles tendon on the field turf, on the turf of old Giants Stadium at the Meadowlands, tears at a, tears his, tears his Achilles tendon. Guess what happens in this game? Four plays in, almost 14 years, oh, I'm sorry, almost 24 years to the day of Vinny Testaverde's injury. 22 years, 364 days later. This thing happened, this happens to Aaron Rodgers. We wouldn't know about the injury until, until later, uh, until Tuesday morning when the news came out that, yes, he had a torn Achilles tendon. His left, his left Achilles was torn. Now here's the thing. I, I thought to myself, okay, the Jets don't have to. Jets, Jets offense can't do anything to screw this up. The Jets defense have to make it respectable. The night before, the Giants had completely stung up the joint at MetLife Stadium in front of their home fans, getting skunked by the Dallas Cowboys, who are going to be the Jets' next opponent. We'll get to that. We'll go to that in just a few moments. But. The, I was I tweeted I put my put on my personal Twitter I said the Jets the Jets defense need to do enough not to make this embarrassing because we all thought yeah everybody thought the Bills are just going to run crazy over the Jets this was too far back to come this is too hard of a loss to come back from the Jets offense is going to miss Aaron Rodgers going to be the same old Jets same old Zach Wilson we see we seen before and he looked like that for the first half we we had that he had that awful interception we'll get, we'll talk about the the tale of two halves uh, in the next segment but it just seems like it, but here's the thing it doesn't have to be defense they go, they go down 13 to three at halftime. They pitch a shutout in the third quarter. The Bills don't get another point until there's two seconds left in the game. And that just defense played amazingly. And I've said this, I said this on No Crunchers Required the other day. If you want to go ahead and check out that episode? Do so. I said that the Jets defense is is Josh Allen's kryptonite. And they played like they played like they were so too. Five sacks. They forced three picks and a fumble. They played awesome. The offense just had to do enough to control the ball and not turn it over. Just don't turn the ball over, don't make stupid plays, play hard, but play do enough to help the defense. Help the defense stay on the off the field keep them fresh for the next for the last part of the game. And they did get to an extent. We'll get to the, we'll talk about the offense in just a moment. But then the news comes down the next day and we finally learned that Aaron Rodgers is done for the season. An MRI revealed that he tore his Achilles tendon. He'll be done for the season. And it comes down to doom and gloom. It's season's over. 
this team's gonna suck again. And this is this is basically what it says. You know, come let's. I'll just gonna show this clip. You know what I mean. You know, you know what clip it is. You know what clip it is. I'm gonna show from the water boy. Let's just let's just put it out there. This is pretty much what every Jets fan thought when the news came down of Aaron Rodgers being out for the year. Oh no, we suck again. Yeah, that's what most of the New York New York Jets fan base thought. Here's my encouragement. The doom and gloom doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be this way. It doesn't have to be doom and gloom. We thought immediately, okay, maybe after the first half it was doom and gloom. Jets come back. They scored they score they scored 10 unanswered points off of two turnovers, the fumble and the last interception by Jordan Whitehead. You, this we've come too far. We've come too far as a fan base. We have to trust. We have to trust that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala are going to do the right thing for this team. There was a reason why Andrew Rodgers was brought in. Yes, he's hurt, but he can inspire the team in other ways. He can talk up Zach Wilson. He can. He can. He's brought in basically as a mentor for Zach Wilson. I wouldn't say that Aaron Rodgers was a stopgap measure. He wasn't a stopgap measure. He was there. He was there specifically to be the final piece of what could be a championship puzzle. And I still believe that this team could win a championship. Maybe not this year, but definitely next year. But we have to stop this doom and gloom mentality of Jets fans. We have to. It can't always be like this. It can't always be, oh, we're just the Jets fans, always the same old Jets every single year. No, no, it does not have to be this way. And Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys who believes in the power of positive thinking. Norman Vincent Peale, the power of positive thinking. When you think good thoughts, good things happen. I'm one of those guys. I'm a God guy. Let's put okay, I'll put it up there. I'm a God guy. I'm a Christian. Love the Lord. And I believe if you put in the good, good things will come to you. Not necessarily right away, but the good things will come to you. It's also a long season. We still have 16 games to go. This is only week one, guys. This is only week one. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. We're 1-0. The Jets are 1-0. They're 1-0 in the standings. They're 1-0 in the division. You beat Our Jets beat the Bills again. Two through two wins out of three out of the last three times that these teams have played. The Jets have beat them twice. The Jets know how to beat this team. The Jets know how to win. The Jets can do this on defense. The Jets can do this on offense. They, they can play defense. I'd say they're top three in the league. Maybe top two. You can say that the Cowboys that they spanked the they spanked the Giants on Sunday night. Pitched a shutout. Good for them. But I have reason to believe that there's weaknesses on their defense, on their offense. We'll get to that eventually. We'll get down that road. But still, Jets fans, it's a long season. Trust in JD. Trust in Joe Douglas. Trust in Joe Sala. Trust, trust in Joe Douglas. Trust in Robert Sala. The right things are going to get done. Everybody's maturing. Everybody's a year older. Everybody's hungry. Everybody in this team is young enough to be young enough and hungry enough to want to be successful. They can do it. They can do it. I believe in them. I believe in them. And you should too. So let's let's move on from this Aaron Rodgers therapy session. 
Let's talk about this football game on Monday night. And we saw the first half. It's definitely a tale of two halves. So definitely a tale of two halves, especially after the first first play from scrimmage for the Jets. The Jets don't force a three and out right away. They they do enough to the Bills. They force a, they force a, I guess with a four and out you could say, or a five and out. And Jets get the ball back. MetLife Stadium's buzzing. First play from first play from scrimmage. Brees Hall's back. Twenty three yard run down the right down the right side left sideline. He's back. He's back. Dude had another eighty had an eighty three yard run later in the second quarter, after Rodgers went out. The Rodgers injuries ha- the Rodgers injury happens. It just it just sucked the air out of the team. I think for the offense at least. Defense played inspired. They knew what their job was from from the get go from Jump Street, as my co host for Victory Monday would say. From Jump Street, this defense was buzzing. This defense was buzzing, and even though the Bills move down the field moving the ball efficiently they score that touchdown I, I i still think josh Allen was was over the line when he threw that ball still the jets defense was they were not breaking they were not breaking they were bending but they were not breaking it was kind of like the old rex ryan days where it was it was bend but not break so we go to the half to go to the halftime 13 to 3 and we got to talk about that Zach Wilson interception. We got to talk about that Zach Wilson interception. My goodness. It was just felt like the same. It's, it's we, we thought, you, you thought it. I thought it as a Jets fan. We all thought it. Everybody in the league thought it. Same old Zach Wilson. Throwing that pick that could have been, that could have been prevented. A, a preventable pick. He had Dalvin Cook in the flat. And he tried to decide plays. Tried to decide to play hero ball. Try to zip it into. I think it was either Garrett Wilson or Alan Lazard, and wasn't getting picked off. And it was like, oh god, same old Zach, same old Zach. Here we go. But you gotta remember, there's there's two halves in football. There's there's four quarters. There's four quarters for a reason. And we're gonna talk about the second half. Second half, defense is still doing their thing. They pitch a shutout almost completely in the second half. Jets offense is doing just enough. They made some adjustments. They don't have to, they don't have to take the pressure off Zach Wilson a little bit. Zach Wilson's getting hurried from the pocket. And we you know, we got to talk about All right. Offensive line, stop the cut blocks. Stop the cut blocks. It's not working, especially on the edge. Stop the cut block. That's what occurred. That's what happened. That's what the reason that, that what led to the Aaron Rodgers injury was that cut block. Dwayne Brown tried to cut Leonard Floyd down. Leonard Floyd stood back right up, sacked Aaron Rodgers. The rest was history. It's unfortunate, but they can't do stupid cut blocks. Go head to head. Go head to head. Make your make the edge make the edge pl- uh, rusher be trying to beat you. Please. All right. Now that that rant's over. Jordan Whitehead. Oh man, we gotta talk about him. He was in the right places at the right time for all three of those interceptions. And that last interception he had led to the score, which I will refer to as the catch. And we're going to take a listen to the call, courtesy of ESPN Radio New York. Again, I do not own the rights to this clip, so this is free and fair use. Here's Bob Wischusen. Here's the call that tied the, sc- that tied the score. As I forgot to say, there was a field goal by Greg Zerline. Just get the interception. Jordan Whitehead gets the interception. 
Jets march down the field. Zach Wilson has a couple great throws. I, I give him credit where credit's due. Had some great throws. Get the Jets down the field. They're at the three-yard line, second and three, with just about five minutes left. And again, here's this call. Here's that call. Bob was choosing on the radio call. ESPN Radio in New York City again. This is I do not own the rights to this clip. This is for free and fair use. Here's that call. Dalvin Cook, the lone setback. At the four-yard line, second down and goal. Zach Wilson drops back. Lob left for Garrett Wilson. One-handed catch. Oh, he's got it. That's a jet touchdown. Garrett Wilson with an unbelievable self-tip. The one-handed snag. And the Jets are a point after away from a tie. Again, that call from Bob Wachusen, ESPN Radio, New York City. Uh, Bob Wachusen, great guy. Love to have him on Victory Monday. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll try to get him on. But that was the turning point of the game. That interception by Jordan Whitehead was the turning point of that game. Led to that touchdown. Just get the extra point. Kick the ball off to the Bills. First play from scrimmage. Inside the 25. Josh Allen gets the snap. He mishandles the snap, trying to hand it off to to uh, to uh, to his running back. Fumbles the ball, tries to pick it up, gets smacked, gets absolutely smacked by Michael Clemens. Jets recover inside inside four minutes and inside four and a half minutes left in the game. And at this point, they just bleed bleed the clock, bleed the clock down. And I, I thought for a second. They would try to do the same type of thing that they did before with the with with the Garrett Wilson touchdown. He was still playing man on man against his uh, against his uh, against his uh, uh, secondary opponent. But uh, at this point, actually, gotta go back. They bleed the clock down. It's fourth and one. Fourth and one inside the Bills twenty. It said the Bills twenty five yard line. I gotta give credit where credit's due. This is the mature. This is a maturation process of Robert Sala. Instead of kicking the field goal and giving the Bills a bunch of time to march down the field and try and score a touchdown, he instead instead opts to go on for four on fourth and one. Zach Wilson with the quarterback sneak gets the first down. That took a lot of stones, and I got full credit to Coach Sala for taking that chance. And it was it was definitely doable. That first down was definitely doable. Zach Wilson got the push, gets the first down. The Jets make the Bills use their three timeouts in order to bleed the clock. Greg Zerline kicks the field goal. Jets go up three. It was our first lead of the game. Period. Bills get the ball back. They drive down the field. They make it just enough so... Uh, Tyler Bass can kick a field goal, make a field goal attempt. And this emotional roller coaster that had been going on all night, going on from the first the kickoff, actually before the kickoff, all the way up until 10 seconds left in the game, the emotional roller coaster would continue as Tyler Knox has the leg. You see that going towards the right goal post of that end zone. And if he had hit it just enough to the outside, it would have doinked off that post and he would have missed the field goal. Instead, it goes towards the inside, hits it right at the flag, doink, goes over, 
we're going to overtime. And this emotional roller coaster just continues. I'm sitting at home and I just, I was standing up at that point. I'm doing the dance of, come on, guys, we're going to do this. We got to win this game. And Tyler Bass hits that field goal and doinks it off that goal post. And I just sit down going, got to go through 10 more minutes of this. <laughs> got to go through 10 more minutes of this, of this roller coaster, of this, of this glass case of emotions. Ugh. But Bills win the Bills win the toss. Three and out. Jets defense doing their thing. As they have all night. So the Bills are forced to punt. And Xavier Gibson is waiting at his 36 yard at the Bills 36 yard line. And this call, again, courtesy by Bob Wishusen, Marty Lyons, courtesy of ESPN New York. Again, I do not own the rights. This is for free and fair use only. Let's go ahead and play that clip. Play that sweet, sweet clip. And getting away, a line drive kick is Sam Martin. Gibson runs under it at the Jet 35. Starts to his left, gets to the 40, turns the corner at the 45, 50. Blockers in front at the 40, at the Bills 30, inside the 20. Stutter steps to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! It's a Jet touchdown! This game is over! What a way to end Monday Night Football. Gibson's going to take this one back. 63 yards for the touchdown. I apologize. It was at the Bills' 37-yard line. <laughs> what? I, I, I was jumping up and down in my living room at that point. Up and down. If you, if you, felt, if you felt some seismic activity coming from the Saratoga, New York region... That were me. That were me. <laughs> I wasn't getting my chair, but oh man. I was trying not to wake my uh trying not to wake anybody else in the house. So I was doing so quietly. What a game. What an emotional roller coaster. What a, what an incredible game. And this is only week one. <laughs> this is only week one. We have 16 more weeks of this, guys. Fellow Jets fans. Oh man. All right, we got to get a quick commercial break from our friends at SeatGeek. After we come back, we're going to go over the players of the game, where the Jets go from here. So stay tuned for more Victory Monday on a weekend here with no credentials required. Hey, everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Billy Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. That's right, folks. If you want to get yourself down to a Jets game or any other game during the season, check out SeatGeek. SeatGeek.com. And for your first order of $50 or more, Enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout. You get $20 off that order. So, again, football season's here. Get yourself to a game. And say, hey, baseball season's around here, too. Hockey season starts soon. Basketball season starts soon. SeatGeek.com has your tickets. And, again, get 20 bucks off your order. first order of $50 or more. 
Use promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout. We're going to talk about the players of the game. And the players of this game, uh, this was a... I had a hard... I wouldn't say a hard time deciding this. At least for offense, I didn't... This was pretty easy. Brees Hall. Brees Hall, first game back from his ACL tear. You couldn't tell... You could not tell that he had an ACL tear in this game. You could not tell. He was coming back from that injury. 10 rushes, 127 yards. Those two big runs in the first half. In the first half. That first run, that 23-yard burst on the first play of the game for the Jets offensively. And that 83-yard run that set them up for their first points of the game that tied the score early in the second quarter. He also had a reception for 20 yards, which kept the drive alive on, uh, on two targets. Uh, he also had a fumble, but fumble went out of bounds. It's okay. It went out of bounds. It didn't really do anything bad for the Jets. But ball protection is important, Brees. Ball protection is important. But it was nice to see that the Jets were incorporating. They, they were doing uh, They were doing a little mix-up of him and Delvin Cook, but Brees Hall, I'd from he was the offensive player of this game for the Jets. Defensive player of the game, I gotta give it. I, I gotta do two. I gotta give a co. I gotta, I gotta give a co-player of the week this week. Quincy Williams, what a game he had! What an outstanding game he had. Nine. He had ten tackles. He had ten tackles, one tackle for loss, and he had a and he had a uh, pass defended. Which came on a wheel route, and finally, just have somebody to cover a freaking wheel of wheel route on this defense. Because, uh, hey, let's just say CJ Mosley, love you, but he, he can't cover anymore. But Quincy Williams, he's got that jam, got that juice, and it was came really important when the Bills were driving, and which wound, wound up being a field goal. But if he's not defending that pass, he's not defending Dalvin. Defending, uh, excuse me, not Dalvin. He's not defending. Uh, James Cook on that wheel route in the second quarter, that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. But Quincy Williams is there. Again, nine tackles, one for tackle for loss. And our other player of the week, again, Jordan White had three interceptions. Two of those interceptions, which led to two of that interception, that last interception led to the game tying touchdown and that amazing catch by Garrett Wilson. Special teams, yeah, we gotta give it to we gotta give it to uh, Xavier Gibson, 64, 63 yard punt return for a touchdown, the walk off touchdown, and that set MetLife Stadium ablaze in terms of <laughs> in terms of crowd just going crazy. Because listen, I mean, I've not been at the stadium, but if you were at the stadium, you were there for that game, you saw probably one of the greatest Jets wins. In the last half decade. Period. Period. And it was all thanks to Xavier Gibson, who was one of the who was one of the stars of of um of Hard Knocks. So great game for him. Congratulations to the rookie. He was saying before the game, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one. And he got one. And it won the game for the Jets. New York Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. They're one and oh. One and oh in the division, one and oh in the standings. Great job. All right. Now that Aaron Rodgers is out for the season, we got to talk about what the Jets, where the Jets go from here. So the Jets have a couple options. And my first option, which is probably the option that they'll take, is that they're going to stick with Zach Wilson. 
they've already said publicly, we're going to stick with Zach Wilson. He's our guy. He's our guy going forward. There's no turning back. But I think what they're going to do, and this would be very wise, this is going to be a, a move that Joe Douglas and I think Robert Sala will agree is probably the wisest, is probably the wiser move, is to reevaluate things during the bye week. The Jets have a early, relatively early bye week this year. They have a bye week in week seven. It's coming close to the NFL trade deadline. And I think what they'll do is from here, the trade deadline is October 31st. So Halloween, Halloween is the trade deadline. What they'll want to do is see where they are in the during the bye week and see where they are after the Chargers game and after the Giants game. See where they, and just reevaluate, reevaluate the position. I say, let's say, okay, can we, do we have the assets to make a move? If the Titans or the Vikings are out of it, do they trade for Ryan Tannehill or do they trade or possibly trade for, uh, trade for Kirk Cousins? Dare I say Kirk Cousins, the, the guy who spurned the Jets a couple of years ago and forced their hand in trading and picking up Sam Darnold in the 2018 NFL draft. Do they go after James Winston? Do they go after um, Jacoby Brissett? Do they go after Taylor Heineke? We don't know. I mean, this is the option that the Jets have options. So I'm just kind of putting out there as to what they can do. And I think that the, the, the best plan of action would be to stick with Zach Wilson, reevaluate where they are after the bye week, and that they decide to make a trade get a more experienced, get a veteran quarterback in here who can possibly take him over the edge. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a free agent after this season. So is Ryan Tannehill. And again, if the Vikings or the Titans are out by then, could we see a move? We don't know. We don't know what the Titans or the Vikings are going to want in return. So I don't, th- I don't see them trying to get a first round pick for one of those quarterbacks. That would be completely, that would be... <laughs> If there's one thing that Joe Douglas can do with trades for players, he can fleece a team. We saw what he could do. We saw what he did with the Jamal Adams trade. Turned into Garrett Wilson and Elijah Vera Tucker. That's what it turned into. This is their, where they their key contributors to this team as of right now. So we know how the we know how what Joe Douglas can do in terms of swilling other teams for for a for a player. What kind of <laughs> they'll probably say something to the effect of I'll give you a fourth round pick and a third round pick in 2025. That's all you'll get. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. So that's the, that's the plan. I think they'll go with is just to reevaluate after the, after the bye week and see what they do from there. The other option is to sign a free agent quarterback and then have them learn the system from, from Nathaniel Hackett. From what I understand, Nathaniel Hackett, his system is very, I wouldn't say complicated, but it's a system that's tailored toward uh, toward Aaron Rodgers. That's why they brought him in to be the offensive coordinator. It would take another, a, whoever's coming in, it would take them a month to figure stuff out. You've got your Carson Wences, you've got your Joe Flacco's, you've got your, oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Cam Newton's. <laughs> you've got, you got your Matt Ryan's. He's in, he's in the he's in the booth right now. He hasn't officially he hasn't officially retired. Put in his paperwork. Some have said Tom Brady. 
That would be impossible. That would be I mean, funny. That would be hysterical. But in order for Tom Brady to play, he would have to get reinstatement. He would have to sell his share of the Las Vegas Raiders. Remember, he owns, he's part owner of the Las, or he has a, has a share of the Las Vegas Raiders now. And he would have to re, get himself reinstated because he's filed his he's filed his retirement papers. Matt Ryan has not filed his retirement papers. Neither has Joe Flacco. They both said they can still play the game. Do I trust either of them? I don't know. <laughs> will the Jets bring either of them for a workout? I don't know. We'll see. But it's going to take some time for them, whoever they bring in, to learn this system. It's a very comp- I wouldn't say it's a complicated system. Again, it's tailored towards it's tailored toward Aaron Rodgers. That's exactly why they brought him in. Now that Aaron Rodgers is out, it's time to to time to do time to go forward with something else. So we'll have to see what the Jets do from here. And they got options. They got an option A, stick with Zach Wilson, make a reval- make an evaluation after the bye week. And the other option is to bring in a free agent quarterback. And also, speaking of free agent quarterbacks, please let me show you a clip from our latest episode of No Cultures Required, where Dustin and I talk about a certain erstwhile quarterback uh, who is uh, uber woke and an uber pain in the ass. Part of my English. And I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this uh, lady on full blast, Jamel Hill. Who used to be on Sports Center until she basically burned that bridge? She used to be on Spotify that she burnt that bridge. Mm-hmm. She had a memoir that sold only five, a little over five thousand copies. She said this last night after the game was over, and she tweet, she put this on the internet. She said, and I quote: "There's a quarterback right there in New Jersey who took a who took a team to the Super Bowl in an NFL championship game. Rhymes with Happernick. Yeah, it's too. It's been too long." It's been too long. I'll say this. I'll say this. And there'll be still be my last word about the man himself. Mm-hmm. This guy has made more money from his social justice grip than he ever made in the NFL. He's 35 years old. He hasn't played a, a down the NFL since burning that bridge seven years ago. His skill set does not match with what the Jets are doing offensively. And he'll make a rider list like he's a rock star a mile long just to be brought in. Ab absolutely not well and the other what? thing is <laughs> let's not let's not pretend there were two teams that would have brought him in if they thought they could still play and i i would say the raiders would have kicked the tires on him many times because yeah, they i think mark davis mentioned that he would have picked the yeah. tires on him and also i would say that given some of the quarterback the, this would have been prior to prescott but Jerry Jones would have found a way to bring him in because Jerry Jones oh. has also brought in – he's also brought in players. You know, he brought Greg Hardy back. If you have talent in the NFL, <clears throat> someone will sign you. So the fact that he has not been signed, whether you you can think whatever you want, but there would have been an owner. You're telling me that at some point the Dan Snyder-owned Redskins wouldn't have given him a – there, there are there are some teams. If you have talent in the NFL, someone will sign you. Talent overrides all. And that's the last word on Colin Kaepernick you'll ever hear on this podcast. All right, folks, we're going to take another break for the, have a word from our friends at Mahler Brothers Golf. When we come back, we'll go. We'll preview the Dallas game coming up on Saturday or Sunday. Excuse me. Sunday afternoon as my cat tries to eat my monitor. 
<laughs> and uh, again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being with us. We'll be right back with Victory Monday on a weekend. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required here to tell you about Mahler Brothers Golf. We all want to look good in the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good. Mahler Brothers Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretchy material that hugs your body, you will feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer's day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Mahler Brothers Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Brothers Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and others for those who want a subtle and sleek looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Head to MahlerBrothers.com. That's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S. Use promo code BELLYUP at checkout for 15% off. That's right, folks. Mahler Brothers, M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. Use promo code BELLYUP at checkout for 15% off your order. Get yourself some quality-made golf shirts. So you look good on the course, you feel good on the course. When you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, well, you might golf good. <laughs> we'll see. And I'm pretty sure they'll have a Gotham Green shirt, a Gotham Green uh, polo. You, might, you can probably order yourself a custom green polo. Got a wide variety of colors, from the bold to the sublime to just the regular fit. Whatever you and t-shirts, tumblers, hats, whatever you got, whatever you need. Whatever your golfing needs are, they have it. And they have their own coffee now. You can get your own coffee at Muller Brothers Golf. It's M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. And again, use promo code BELLYUP at checkout for 15% off your order. Let's talk about this game with the Dallas Cowboys coming up on Sunday afternoon, 425 p.m. Eastern start. And this is a pretty important game because, again, this is the first full game. Although you could argue Monday night's game was a pretty full game with Zach Wilson in the lineup. But this is a Dallas team that, that again, they, they skunked the New York Giants in New York on opening in New, at MetLife Stadium on opening night on Sunday night. Now, this Jets team is not the Giants. Let's just put it out there. This Jets team is not the Giants. All right. This is what the Jets need to do on offense. They need to keep things simple. They need, they need to run. They need to give Zach Wilson a chance to succeed. They gotta make the offense kind of tailored to his style. The kid can run. The kid can run. He's a runner, so he knows he can run the ball when he needs to run the ball. They can move him out of the pocket. Get him some. Get him some. Get him some work. Get him some. Design this offense to where he can roll out of the pocket and find receivers. He's done this before. With Garrett Wilson getting open, with Corey Davis getting open, you can do the same thing with with Wilson and with uh, Al Lazard, Randall Cobb, uh, those guys. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball effectively. Yeah, uh, Dallas has got a pretty good front seven. They had a good time, they had a great time stopping the Giants on Saturday or Sunday night. But this is not the same. They're not playing the Giants again. They're playing the New York Jets. The New York Jets. Ran the ball to the tune of a hundred of a hundred and seventy-two yards on Monday night against a pretty, pretty decent Buffalo Bills defense. 
They can grind that ball, grind that ball, run the ball effectively, and that'll help set up the pass. Running the ball effectively will help set up the pass. It'll give the it'll give the Zach Wilson the best chance of succeeding. This is what happened with the Jets when they had Mark Sanchez back in the 2009-2010. They ran the ball well, which gave, which limited Mark Sanchez's mistakes. He did the same thing for Zach Wilson. They run the ball effectively, takes the pressure off his shoulders, lets him do the work he can. And also, the offensive line has to play better. Had to play much better than they did on on Sun on Monday night. Again, stop the cut blocks on the edges. They're playing. They're playing Micah Parsons, who's one of the best edge rusher, edge rushers in the league on Sunday. The week after that, they got Matt Judon. All right, this cut blocking is not going to stop them. This is a new NFL. Everybody's super athletic. No more cut blocks. This offensive line needs to play better. And they gotta win the trenches. They gotta win those trenches on the offense. On defense, wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse, repeat. Stop the run. Stop the run. They only allowed 97 yards rushing, and Josh Allen was the second leading rusher for this Buffalo Bills team, which is again that's their bread and butter. Dak Prescott is not so much of a runner, but he's more of a pocket passer. But they can stop Tony Pollard from running the ball. They force they force Dak Prescott to make bad throws like they did Josh Allen the other night by getting in his face, getting his face, sacking him. Again, Jets said defense had five sacks against Josh Allen's Buffalo Bills on Monday night. They can do the same thing against this offense against this offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys. Again, again, to, to reiterate, hit to be a broken record, wash, rinse, repeat. Stop the run. Get in Dak, get in Dak Prescott's face, sack him. They can force Josh Allen to throw three interceptions. They can force Dak Prescott to throw at least two. So, and I've already said no credentials required. I mentioned a couple mentioned this a couple times. For every interception that Dak Prescott throws, as he mentioned before the season, he said he's going to throw less than ten interceptions this year. For every interception that Dak Prescott Dak Prescott throws, I will throw fifty dollars towards his organization. So. So let me be charitable, Jets defense, and uh, force Dak Prescott to throw interceptions. I don't have a final score prediction. I don't want to make final score predictions because it comes back to haunt me every single time. This is why I don't like to bet on sports books either because I hate losing money. But the point spread is nine right now. It's nine points in favor of Dallas. Bet the under. Bet the Jets to cover or win. And that's all I gotta say. I'm hoping that so please just don't 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 let me down. <laughs> don't let us down on, on Sunday afternoon. But it's gonna be an enjoyable game. It's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a low scoring game again. I think I think all these games going forward for the Jets are gonna be lower scoring games unless Zach Wilson absolutely balls out and throws the ball all over the place. But I don't see that I don't see that happening unless it gets really, really comfortable in this offense and it gets gets in, gets in a groove. But it's gonna be a low scoring game. I think the Jets will keep it close. If not, take the victory out of Dallas and in front of Jerry and at Jerry World, at Jer- or Jeral World, as my friends, <laughs> my friends Cole Johnson and uh, Victor Locke say. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be an entertaining game. 
just like Monday Night Football is entertaining, we're going to be in that emotional roller coaster again, folks. <laughs> Richards fans, we're going to be in that emotional roller coaster again uh, Sunday afternoon. But it's going to be a good time. I think the Jets will keep things more competitive than that nine-point spread uh, says so. So on to Dallas, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, folks, thanks for joining me on this edition of Victory Monday, the weekend edition, <laughs> because we couldn't report court ahead of time. Again, before we leave, just want to remind you about our social media channels on Twitter or X, Instagram, TikTok, at NoCredsRQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsRQ, YouTube.com forward slash at NoCredsRQ. On the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast on a myriad of podcast platforms, your preferred podcast platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, all the way down the line. Subscribe for more Jets content, for more NFL content, period. And coming soon, New Jersey Devils content. You don't want to miss out if you're a New Jersey if you're a New Jersey Devils fan. And also, rate and review five stars is preferred number of stars to rate us at. And again, if you if your review is really cool or really or if you're a jerk face, I'll read your review on the air. So thanks for joining me in this edition of Victory Monday. From no crunches required, we are always presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I've been one of your hosts. Dan Goldstein will be back next time but until then let's go jets keep flying victory monday yeah!